of the church daily such as should be saved. Verse 47, I want you to quote with me together. Ready? Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And everybody say, do it again, Jesus. Do it again, Jesus. Would you like to have another Pentecost? Would it be fantastic? Oh, praise God for Pentecost. I'm going to preach tonight right from that book of Acts as we continue the ongoing saga of the New Testament church in action. I'm going to title this message tonight simply that great Jerusalem revival. And I mean by that out of old dead Judaism was a revival that brought a New Testament church. And if your church don't have its roots in that Acts chapter 2 outpouring, you're not a New Testament church. Praise God. I'm going to preach on the great Jerusalem revival. Let's pray. Let's ask God to pour His Spirit out on us. Everybody. In Jesus' name. Let us remember. It was God with us at Bethlehem. It was God for us at Calvary. But it's God in us at Pentecost. And we owe our life today as a church to that cataclysmic, stupendous, tremendous, tumultuous, wonderful outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Our roots go back to that beautiful experience that brought into reality the New Testament church. They had a move of God then, and we can have a move of God now. They whipped the devil then, and we can whip the devil now. There was healings then, and there can be healings now. Holy Spirit infillings. Baptisms by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins and not for the fun of it. They had it then and we can have it now. Everybody say Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, forever. What a day that was. They all acted as if they were drunk. And they were drunk on the new wine. I still believe the best recipe for modern stress problems, even domestic spats and church quarrels is to go on a good old Holy Ghost drunk. I'm not downgrading counseling sessions, but let me tell you, if you just get drunk, your problems would probably evaporate. You need to get Holy Ghost drunk. Holy Ghost drunk. 
Some time ago in L.A. preaching for Sam White after church in a beautiful restaurant, late supper. Next place was two men that were three sheets in the wind. We were talking about how good a service. One of them kept trying to be friendly. Finally, one of the brethren with us told him, said, we've been to church. Then he said, we've been drinking that new wine. That brother, that, that man looked over that seat and said, new wine. He said, yeah, we've been drinking that 2,000-year-old wine. And that drunk looked at him and he said, 2,000-year-old wine. He said, California ain't that old. He said, give me some of that 2,000-year-old wine. Man, I'm glad I got that 2,000-year-old wine. The same Holy Ghost that fell then can fall today. Praise the Lord. What a revival they had. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now Peter and John went up together. And everybody say together. Watch out now. I done got a check in the Holy Ghost. There's too much independence among us. There's too much empire building among us. We need a baptism of togetherness. We need to love one another. When the other church has revival and has a great harvest, we need to rejoice with them. We need to praise God when somebody else gets healed. Somebody else has a great outpouring of the Spirit. There's too much solitary confinement. We need a togetherness. We're in this together. We gotta walk together, sing together, preach together, worship together, go to heaven together. Praise God. The Bible said we're laborers together with God. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, about three in the afternoon. Remember, King David had said, 5517 Psalms, evening, morning, and at noon, will I pray and cry aloud. The devout Muslim turns his face to Mecca at least three times a day and prays. I want to turn my face to the new Jerusalem and pray. So they went up to pray at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. 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 And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Now I'm going to preach. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. 
If your church don't have anything to offer your community, take your sign down. If you can't say to the dejected and the, the draggling and to the sick and to the dope addict and to the whoremonger and to the liar and to the adulterer and to the alcoholic, look on us. We got something you need. Look on us. We got something that'll bless you. Something that'll heal you. Something that'll deliver you. If you can't say that, take your sign down and get something you can give. Hallelujah! And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Oh, he wanted a handout. And I don't not the Salvation Army and I appreciate the Wayside Missions, but we didn't come to feed your tummy. We came to give you salvation for your souls. Then Peter said unto him, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. You can't give away something you don't have. And if you don't have the name of Jesus, you can't use it. And if you don't have victory, you can't use it. And if you don't have apostolic doctrine, you can't use it. Such as I have, give I thee in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Into the temple. 
talking. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. That's praising God. Praise God. Praise God. We call ourselves Pentecostals. But there's many churches, sad to say, even among our ranks, that a leaper is not welcome. It's an out of the order, indulgence, and emotionalism. If you don't want a leaper in your church, you're not apostolic. Brother, when God has done something for me, I can't stay still. I can't sit down. I gotta leap up and I gotta walk and enter into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. You're not apostolic unless you can have a leaper in your church. You're not apostolic unless you've got some tongue talkers in your church. You're not apostolic unless you've got some Jesus game baptizers in your church. You're not apostolic unless you can cast out devils in your church. That's right. Praise God! walked and entered into the temple walking and leaping and praising God 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 I don't care who you are if God heals you, if He's delivered you, if He's filled you with the Spirit, you got a right to praise Him. You got a right to glorify Him. If you're apostolic, now if you're a dried up old church member, maybe you'll just sit there. But if you've been touched by the Spirit of God, you can't sit there. You can't do it. Up your hands, everybody. the way we shout. It was spontaneous, unsolicited, no cheerleading, no prime and a pump. The man knew he was lame and now he could walk and bless God he was going to praise the Lord about it. Hallelujah! 
I still say the best way to go to church is running and leaping and praising God. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. See if you can pick up on this without any elaboration. Just see if you can pick up on it. Prophetic utterance. 700 years before Christ. See if you can pick up on it. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God cometh with a vengeance. Even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart. And the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out. And streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool. And the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of dragons. Where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And a highway shall be there. And a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, those fools, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed, but the redeemed shall walk there, shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sigh shall flee away. Let's clap our hands for Isaiah 32. Time for apostolic power and apostolic deliverance and apostolic ministry. Praise God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which set for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. I pass him every day going to McDonald's. I pass him every day going to Allied Chemical. I pass him every day on the way to work. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. 
I hope you're not an unbeliever tonight and calling yourself a Pentecostal because I don't want to be wondered and amazed at what God can do. I want to expect a miracle. Expect healing. Expect Holy Ghost outpouring. Expect the devil to be cast out. Expect deliverance on the old campground. Sit down. Now listen to this carefully. And as the lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John, he wouldn't let them go. You brethren brought me something I never had before. You're not getting out of my sight. I never had what I've had, what I've got now till I met you. You're not leaving me. Whither thou goest, I'll go. Thy people will be my people. And thy God, my God. You brought something into my life I didn't have before. And that's the way you need to do your ministry. You need to do your pastor. You need to do your leaders. We need to get a hold of one another. And we need to hold on to one another. Praise the Lord. And as a lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering, about 500 feet long. Big crowd came. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto them, ye men of Israel, why, 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 why marvel ye at this? Your fathers walked through the Red Sea dry shot. Why marvel ye at this? Your fathers watched the sun stand still. Why marvel ye at this? Your fathers spent the night in the Lion's Den Motel. Why marvel ye at this? Your fathers went in the fiery furnace and the smell of fire didn't get on them. Why marvel ye at this? Why? Hear me, let me preach to you. If anybody ought to expect God to do the impossible and the improbable, it ought to be us. Oh, why? Why? Tell me why. Look ye so earnestly on us. Man, they were already deifying Peter and John. Man, they're gods for sure. That's gone to some preacher's head. Please don't be offended. I've just got to preach. Don't have anybody in mind. But if God blesses you, don't you take that to yourself. Peter said, why look ye so earnestly on us? As though by our own power. Uh-huh. We can't do it. There's no good thing in us. And I don't care who you are. All the minerals and, and all the good that could be sold out of you is about $5 worth now in inflationary times. We can't heal anybody. You can't heal anybody. You can't save anybody. You can't deliver anybody. 
but Jesus can. Why? Looking so earnestly on us as though by our own power. Now watch out now. Our holiness. We have made this man to walk. I believe in holiness. I suggest you do the same. But if you think holiness is going to purchase you the gifts of the Spirit and God's going to heal just because you're holy, read that verse. Peter said, there's nothing good in my holiness that hath healed that lame man. There was one thing and one thing only that healed that lame man. It was the name of Jesus Christ. I say to God be the glory. You gonna let me preach? I say down with Jim Jones and up with Jesus. I say down with Mooneyism and up with Jesus. I say down with Buddhism, Confucianism, Soroasterism, Alexander Campbellism, Joseph Smithism, Bingham Youngism, Fox Sistersism, and up with Jesus. I say Jesus has to heal you. Praise the Lord. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. The God of our fathers. Hath glorified his son Jesus. Whom ye delivered up. And denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One. Not Holy Three. The Holy One. And the just. And desired a murderer to be granted unto you. And killed the Prince of Life. Whom God hath raised from the dead. Whereof we are witnesses. Now step back angels. Cherubims and seraphims, put your flaming sonnets of glory away. Give the church of the living God blood-bought little shouting room now. Because I want to announce to all creation the next verse. And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom ye see and know yea the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness this perfect soundness in the presence of you all organized religion can't save you but the name of Jesus can Religiousity cannot save you, but the name of Jesus can. I say it's his name. I say it's the name that heals the sick of Jesus. Everybody say in Jesus' name. I bind every unbelieving spirit. In Jesus' name. Devil, you're a liar. Our church can have revival. We can have healings, miracles, signs, wonders, Holy Spirit baptism. Devil, you're a liar. In Jesus' name.
Let me say it again. And his name. Not these men's magnetic charisma and charm and personality. Not because they were graduates from some Dale Carnegie or some other seminaric indulgence in which they learned how to manipulate a crowd and polish their personality. If you haven't got it in your innards, you just don't have it. I don't care if you're as beautiful as they come or ugly as a mud fence. You still got to have that name of Jesus and his name through faith in his name and his name not our name United Pentecostal Church name can't save anybody the name of Pentecost can't save anybody the name Baptist Methodist Presbyterian Episcopalian can't save anybody the name Lutheran or Catholic cannot save anybody Anglican cannot save anybody our Church of Christ cannot save anybody there's but one name and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom ye see and know yea the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all and now brethren I would that through ignorance you did it as did also your rulers but those things which God before has showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer he hath so fulfilled now I'll tell you what you do John, get the table up over there. Get the prayer room in the back downstairs behind the third wall in that tunnel we got dug down in there away from everybody's eyes. If you want to join, you just form a line to my right. We got the cards ready. Be sure put your name and address and zip code and your phone number, please, and your birthday so we'll know in our computer where to put you in. And right over here. Now, you can, are you interested? Just kind of line up over there. If you had your Bible, you know that when Peter got to this point, he didn't tell him any such thing. He looked him right straight in the eye and said, Repent ye therefore and be converted. You know what I believe? I believe repentance precedes conversion. I don't think you're converted until you repent. Don't tell me you can receive the Holy Ghost and smoke cigarettes and chew tobacco and lie and still run around with your neighbor's wife. If you're going to get anything from God, you've got to repent. Repent and be baptized. Acts 2.38 God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Acts 17.30 The one verse definition of repentance I believe is Proverbs 28, 13, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper. And I'm going to make one other statement and hurry on. You cannot trust your feelings nor your heart to dictate to you what is right in order for you to do in life. Because you say, I don't feel bad playing cards and smoking cigarettes and drinking little booze. I don't feel no condemnation chewing a little red man tobacco. You say, I don't feel condemned at all. Therefore, it must be all right. Have you never read 2 Corinthians 7 and verse number 10 when it said, Godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation not to be repented of. Godly sorrow. You can't trust your heart. In Scripture, the sinner are the seat of your emotions. You can't trust your feelings. Let me preach a minute here. Feelings are conditioned by environment. 
and they are trained by education. We are product of that which is around us and how we've been raised. And we can be trained psychologically and brainwashed to think in a certain channel to where we think that something is right when it's really wrong and feel no condemnation whatsoever, such as offering maybe children to crocodiles, such as doing weird things in Satanism, ritualism, and I won't graphically detail it, but you can't trust your feelings. The only thing you can trust is you've got to project yourself in the place of God and have godly sorrow. And the only way you can know how God feels about anything is to take God's Word, God's book, get your head in it and read in it. If the Bible says it's right, 10,000 angels saying it's wrong won't change it. If the Bible says it's wrong, 10,000 preachers saying it's right won't change it. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ. Oh, I like that. I want him in every service. I want him in every activity of the church which before was preached unto you whom the heaven must receive. Man, you could walk up to the gates of Pearl if it were and say, my name J.P. Morgan or J. Gould or Rothschild or Beethoven or Mozart or Bombs or Tchaikovsky or Hammer, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, Isocrates. Oh, my name's Einstein or Edison or Walter Reed or Albert Schweitzer or I'm a William Jennings Bryan. Oh, I'm a Shakespeare. And those gates will just stand there. We don't know you. Oh, but I had my ancestors came over on the Mayflower. Well, that doesn't make any difference. I drive a Rolls Royce and live in a 40-bedroom mansion. That don't make any difference. I sit on blue chip corporations and have a portfolio of stocks and bonds that would bug your eyes out. I'm an amazing understander of the stock market and Einstein's theory of relativity and I can fly a 747. I don't make any difference. You come up here in your own name, you're not going to get anywhere. Ah! Ah! The name of religion won't get you anywhere. But I know a name. pray in, that you can preach in, that you can sing in, that you can cast out devils, that heaven must receive, 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 it's a guaranteed success. until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began for Moses truly said unto the fathers a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me unto him shall you hearken shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people yea and all the prophets from Samuel those that follow after as many as have spoken have likewise foretold of these days I like that these days these days revival days devil casting out days lame walking days blind eye seeing days deaf ear hearing days dumb tongue talking days hand clapping days 
tongue-talking days, Jesus' name baptizing days, revelation of the mighty God in Christ days, latter rain pouring days, a revival in the church days, a New Testament church. We are in these days. If they had revival then, we can have revival now. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Man, he was shelling the corn throwing the cob at him. I don't read where any of these New Testament preachers told silly stories bedtime tales I don't read where they had any references to the current politicians and all of that gobbledygook I learned that analyzing Paul Peter and Stephen's sermonizing continuous references to Old Testament scriptures to buttress and strength their teaching now we're built on their foundation 220 Ephesians it's ridiculous to call for a substantiation and an authentication and a validation of your doctrine in philosophy books. It's ridiculous. Don't look for the validation of your doctrine in some kind of a history book. The only way we can validate is the Word of God. The only way we can certify impeccably and unalterably and immeasurably and irretrievably and irreversibly and inherently and infallibly is the Word of God. I'm going to preach. You're not going to stop me. I said preach the Word. I said preach the Word. I said preachers get in the book. Stay in the book. Preach the book. I'm tired of your stories. I'm tired of your politicians. I'm tired of your education. Get in the book. For God's sake, we need revival. We need an outpouring of the Spirit. Preach the Bible. Live the Bible. Shout the Bible. Sing the Bible. Walk the Bible. Talk the Bible. Preach the Bible. Hallelujah. Shelling the corn, throwing the cob at him. Man, he was getting after it. And the devil looked. He said, I don't like that. They're getting out of hand. They tearing my kingdom up. I had them priests and Sadducees and Pharisees and scribes in the palm of my hand. They messing up their minds. I don't like that. I'm going to do something about that. Well, come on, big boy. You think the New Testament church is a chunk of cloud bank buttered with the night wind? Come on, big boy. You think we got backbones like spaghetti? Come on, big boy. Come on in the rain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The New Testament church is ready for you, big boy. Fire already been reading in the book. Greater! Greater! 
First John 4, 4. And I've also been reading in the book. For Ephesians 29, neither give place to the devil. We don't have any room for his jungle beat in our music. We don't have any room for devilish doctrines in our pulpit. Trinitarianism and humanism. You say, well, I think this. I don't care what you think. Let's hear the word of God. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but I got up to the Spirit, and I'd get whipped all over if I didn't say it. 1 Peter 4.11, you hear this, and you hear it good. I feel the Spirit is grieved with some of you, and I'm going to tell you, right to your teeth, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. We are tired of humanism. We're tired of philosophy. We're tired of chimney corner scriptures. We're tired of all of that saying, get in the box, preach in the box, preach in the box. didn't like it and it came to pass as they spake unto the people the priests and the captain of the temple uh-huh that's right that's right the Sadducees came upon them being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead didn't like that as long as you got a baseball diamond or a volleyball court, as long as you can just play a little badminton, I'll let you know. I'm not downing legalized and good authentic recreation. But bless your heart, the Bible said the kingdom of God is not peanut bread on bologna sandwiches and volleyball courts. Now, I'm not preaching against any good activity. That's not my point. But let's get our priorities in order. Don't call that church. That's not church. You may use it as some sort of an attraction, but don't call it church. You're out of your, your ever-loving tree. It's not church. Never was church. Never will be church. So don't make them little churches feel bad because they don't have that kind of stuff. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you don't have Holy Ghost revival, you don't have anything. If you don't have Holy Ghost demonstration, you don't have anything. Can't you clap your hands to the Word of God? You call yourself apostolic. What's wrong with you? This is not Methodism. This is not baptism. Or baptism. This is not Episcopalianism. This is not Catholicism. This is not some sort of man-made creed. This is Pentecostal apostolic. One God, some doctrine. New Testament. Jesus saying baptized. Until you can grieve the Hail Marys. Until you can grieve 
Confucianistic, Confucianistic. You haven't had revival until you can stir up the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Lord, you set in stunts in your walls. That's not it. My God, it's time we got out of the trenches and got out there and said, Devil, we are a church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. the people and preach through Jesus the resurrection from the dead and they laid the ball you termed and they laid their hands on them and that don't mean hey would you find brother like to join us in the ministerial alliance at our next luncheon? And what they talking about. They were saying, would you like to join us at our next hanging? And you're going to be the hanging. And they laid their hands on them and put them in a hole. That's a nice word for the slammer. For the calaboose, for the hooskow, for the jail. And you all know anything about them jails out there? Put them in a hole until the next day. For it was now even time. The devil said, I got them, but I'll shut them up in prison. Gonna shut their mouths. But you haven't read far enough. You ought to have your Bible and you can read on. Well, they put the preachers in jail, but that didn't stop the revival. For the next verse said, Not counting the wives of the children, five thousand. The devil put the preachers in jail, but he was too late. Five thousand already believed. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say if not another receives the Holy Ghost, the devil's too late.
to tell you God's not real? Is the devil too late to tell you God won't heal your body? All right. I challenge you. In the Holy Ghost, if God's ever healed you of anything, I want you to make a lap around this aisle. 